Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Moon Dead. It's Sage and Luna here. We just wanted to thank you all for showing us so much love and support. And we're like, we truly deeply like, we're very, very happy that you guys are joining in. If you tuned in to our very first episode, we went over all about the summer solstice and the new moon in Cancer. It's been really cool to sort of realize that we began um, this little project of ours on the new moon and now here we are sort of moving through the lunar cycle and we've reached this this point of fruition and mm-hmm. this moment where we're sort of looking at what we're, how it's coming into the real world which is yep. pretty sweet so it really is <clears throat> so yeah so just to touch on some of these eclipse facts for this evening here in north america we're here in new york we will have a pretty good view of the eclipse and this begins roughly at about 11:07 p.m taking us through to july 5th at about 2 a.m and this will be visible here in north america most of canada south america parts of Africa, some of Europe, but not too much. And this is a penumbral eclipse, so it can be hard to see um, as it's not fully the Earth's full shadow. It's the outer edge, the penumbra that is crossing over the moon. And this will begin and end roughly two hours before and two hours after sun, moon, and Earth align at 12.44 a.m., And that alignment occurs at 13 degrees of Capricorn and 13 degrees of Cancer. This is really important because, like we spoke a little bit about last time, um, looking at the lunar nodes and, you know, what sort of creates the eclipse. um, This is the last eclipse of that Cancer-Capricorn series. So this truly is a moment of closure and resolve in some instances where we've been working through this 18-month journey where the lunar nodes have been sitting in Cancer and Capricorn. And now this eclipse really marks um, the end of, of that narrative and that story and that, you know, as a collective, we can look to different insights and different influences. But, you know, really looking at it in your own chart, seeing where 13 degrees of Capricorn and where 13 degrees of Cancer fall in your chart, what house they fall in. And, you know, looking back at your own life and and looking back over the last 18 months, seeing what you've accomplished, what you've endured, what you've thought about, what you've seen, what you've done, all of that um, can be really fruitful at this time. And if you are planning any type of personal ritual or anything at home, anything with a group, um, it's definitely important to be a little bit mindful um, anytime the luminaries, sun and moon, um, have this sort of veil crossing over them and this um, sort of um, event that disrupts their normal flow. It's just a good idea, too, for lack of a better word chill and lay low and get grounded, um, practice some self-care, stay home. I know a handful of other astrologers who really honor the older traditions, and it's something that I try to do in my practice as well. So 
they'd suggest not to leave crystals out to charge, not to collect any moon water, things like that. And, you know, you can do your own research and obviously follow whatever your practice calls for. But that's just my little two cents on that. And if all of that seems a little bit daunting to, you know, to try to recap your last year and a half, maybe just look back to the last new moon, that solar eclipse um, of this lunar cycle. Um, You know, we always will have a solar and a lunar. They come in pairs. Um, I actually saw a really cute cartoon. I think it was on timeanddate.com and they have two little circles and they're smiling and holding hands and it says like an eclipse never travels alone and I thought that was really cute I love that that they never travel and I had no idea about that that is absolutely adorable so this is awesome this moon I'm feeling all the energies weren't you just like mentioning before about like how everything's in conjunction right now there's a lot yeah there's a lot of alignments happening um we have I can feel it like (laughs) seriously no joke i emotional i'm like my cards are yelling at me they're like girl you got to get back to it i'm like i know i just i'm i'm so flustered and i'm like i feel like i'm so all over the place that i haven't really but i'm getting back into it i think um for people like you and i and um for anyone else listening anyone born between november of 1988 and um let's say february of 1991 who have saturn in capricorn that just recently um sort of came out of their saturn return and saturn moving into aquarius was this very intense feeling of you know a weight being lifted and in a lot of ways, I feel like we're almost getting this second um, second chance of reflection with Saturn moving retrograde back into Capricorn. Um, it's sort of an opportunity to see like where we missed the mark, where we can continue to let go of self-limiting beliefs, what we're holding on to um, as far as things that we've been taught and told and conditioned to think and you know how we can dismantle them but this this movement um and and you know a retrograde is is not actually a planet moving backwards i think we're going to talk a little bit more about that and demystifying some stuff um in in another episode but for now keep it keep it focused um so i just think it's it's this moment where we were sort of out of the woods for a while, a couple months of this, you know, this breath of fresh air with Saturn and Aquarius. And now here we are again, you know, just in time for this full moon. And we see this placement once more. So I think it can be a really useful time to really, really reconsider what's holding us back from completely letting go of, you know, those old restrictions that we had on ourselves, old beliefs. And, you know, we could continue to talk about the themes of the Capricorn archetype for for hours, but, you know, there is some other stuff that we want to get into. Um, I've been talking this whole time, and 
Sage has been pulling some cards. So why don't you tell us a little bit about the reading you just pulled for yourself? So I actually pulled out the moon card because I wanted just like a little inspiration from it and see where my shadows and like my disillusions and all of like the the part of me that I'm not really trying that I'm not really focusing on but I know I need to and like dig deeper in so I figured instead of like like just pulling it out of the deck just to have that as like guidance I was gonna ask I I like the idea of that of kind of like picking a card to like set the mood almost yeah and then like yeah drawing on inspiration from that I I really I like the idea of that because like you don't always have to like sometimes I used to like shuffle a deck and be like oh please let me get this card let me get this card and it's not gonna happen because like that's just you don't just like say oh yeah. i'm gonna get this card otherwise you manifest the fuck out of it yeah. and it's like i only picked it because yeah. i was thinking really hard exactly. about it exactly <laughs> but like having it there as just like a just like an inspiration card is always good too because like its own like attributes to it and everything mm-hmm. is just like makes sets the mood sets your intention so i pulled the um the son of cups and the son of pentacles which is really interesting because the Son of Cups is the Knight of Cups. So that's all about um, charming and the winniness and, like, the like the very knowing your emotions and owning yourself and, like, a young type of perspective. As well as the Son of Pentacles is kind of similar, but yet he's more sturdy and stable because he's, like, very grounded and, like, he's very secure in his own framework. So, like, he's ready to keep moving forward and taking on that action to, like, yeah. So, that's the Sun of Pentacles, which is the Knight of Pentacles. So, I also find it interesting that um, I got two knights because I guess that's, like, really embodying where I am right now um, with my life. So, it's I love it. So, it's emotions uh, with the cups, water, and then Pentacles is Earth, so... So yeah, so that's what I pulled, and then I used, um, from my moon, what is this, my moon wisdom crystals, I always use this, um, Goddess Provisions made it, I pulled out the full moon, it's a, it's on a smoky quartz, so that's like the grounding, um, and then you just gave me little presents, and I thought it would look really nice with my altar, I put two aquamarines and the tiger's eye, because those were what we mentioned last week. And, um, last episode, I mean, and, uh, I think it's really good to keep that there because it's still cancer season. So we have to still embrace those stones and energies that coexist with, um, what phase we're in right now. You're saying cups and we... Cups and pentacles. Yeah. Okay. So cups being water and pentacles... Mm-hmm being earth and that's you know that's essentially the season that we're in right now because we had we came out of that new moon in cancer all water-based this is cancer season you know today being that full moon in capricorn working with that balance of water and earth that's i love that yeah that's yeah it's not ironic because it's the deck (laughs) like of course this would happen Mm -hmm. it's the symbolism behind everything it just all the patterns and And I feel like, I mean, I know we talked a little bit, we previously, before we recorded this, we're talking um, about the symbolism of Capricorn 
represented through the tarot. You know, we did this yeah. um, during the last episode for cancer. We assigned cancer the chariot. The chariot yep. So, you know, just kind of looking, continuous, continually looking through the deck and trying to pinpoint those correspondences. Mm-hmm. You know, if we were thinking about Capricorn, you know, what card do we associate then? Yeah. Um, so I've, I've seen that, that Capricorn is associated with the devil card and it makes sense because the devil card, a part of the major arcana journey is all about, um, that point of our, your lives where everything turns into like, it could be like a materialistic things that, that take control of you or your, um, your sense of judgment is, is forward mind thinking that, you're not, uh, you're stuck and you're not going anywhere. A lot of, um, you're very, you, a lot of you drive, like drive is a word that's coming to me right now. Like, okay. um, in the card, the representation, it's a sea goat and the devil is also represented by a goat. So I meant to say <laughs> the Capricorn is represented by, as a sea goat and also, the devil is represented as a goat. So I think that also is the reason why a lot of people associate the cards with each other because of just the symbolism from the artistry alone. But what mm-hmm. I also found interesting was that um, Saturn is associated with the world card. So where the devil is in the placement of the journey, you're like almost at the end of your journey, which is the world that you want to get to. But that's a tricky part from for the major arcana journey. So I just find that so interesting how they, they both are like a part of each other. Okay, so you're sense. saying the placement of the world card, which represents Saturn. Yes. Is towards the end and the devil is towards the end also? As well, yes. Okay. Yes. Like that's the last hump you have to get to until you reach to the world on your journey through the okay. major arcana. I find it interesting because, you know, Capricorn is the 10th sign of the zodiac, zodiac being composed of 12 signs. So it is sort of towards the end, if you will, of that cyclical wheel. Um, And, you know, right after Capricorn, Aquarius, Pisces, the cycle begins again. So when we look at the journey through the zodiac as a journey where where you you know the infant in aries and like the the young boisterous you know very fool in the major arcana exactly and i feel like you know that really is the path that we take and by the time um we get to the winter solstice and we see that new moon in capricorn you know if we're looking at it from sort of a um my own eclectic like green witch perspective yeah. of you know seasonal <laughs> correspondences and moving with that wheel of the year yep. um you know i think of capricorn really as this elder where yes. you know we've come so so, so far, far yeah and it's interesting that you know in the major arcana, the that's where the devil sits exactly. is the, towards yes, that it's, end. it's towards the end. It's not like the very very end, but yeah. So it's like that last feeling of sense of like you're trapped, like the um, the illustration in the Raider White um, Tower edition. Um, he it's the illustration of a man and a woman. They're 
they seem to be trapped in their chains, but little do they know that they're not really trapped, that they're unlocked and they can set themselves free. Mm -hmm. So it's just that like releasement of all the things that used to burden you and, and bury you down. So I guess that's the same release of like, being grounded in your structure, like where the Capricorn sits, like mm-hmm. you were saying, like that elderly, and uh... yeah, it's sort of like that. Um, you've you've accomplished and you've achieved, and it's interesting that you were saying earlier that you know there is sort of this almost negative connotation with that Capricorn energy because it can be very overbearing. Is mm-hmm. is the word that I want to use? But at the same time you know, you're, you can really focus on being ambitious, you know, with when you have this type of energy to draw on and driving motivational energy. With Capricorns. Um, I feel like Capricorns are more, um, passionate comes up to me. Like I, I feel like they're just very intense with what they know and what they believe. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of Capricorns that I particularly know are very political. Believe it or not, I don't know about you, but like I've encountered a bunch of them, and that's it's just I, I find yeah, I just find it so interesting that they're that's the way they are, and um, not that it's a bad thing. It's just like most of them are very well educated, and like they stay up to date about it, and you know that's like what they they like to learn about, mm-hmm. and I think that's great. No, you know more power to them that they're they're staying active in that, but I, I that's just something that I picked up that I've noticed. So there is there is absolutely um hundred percent that association to um authority and figures of figures of authority, power structures. Yeah. Um a lot of the times when we look at worldly astrology, Capricorn sort of embodies almost this governmental energy as well um so we think of the government and we think of the patriarchy we think of of big power structures and really this this eclipse happening here during a full moon because full moons illuminate and shed light on things and and they really um there's this deconstruction that happens during a lunar eclipse on an energetic level and having this last lunar eclipse in Capricorn, where we've been going back and forth through this entire cycle between Cancer, where we our heart is isn't is leading us, mm-hmm. and we're trying to be passionate and and really navigate through our experiences with emotion and compassion, and doing what we care about and doing more about what we care about, moving away from a place of you know, having people tell us what to do. And yeah. I was thinking confinement when you were saying confinement that. definitely comes and up as well. Association, the devil card, you're confined to these chains. Mm-hmm. You said authority and like that figure. And I immediately like thought of like bondage is like one word that I thought of mm-hmm. and it can correlate in totally many different ways. But one way in particular, like when you feel like you have that superiority you're like, that's what the devil represents. Mm-hmm. So that just, just bringing it all, just bringing it all together. Sorry. Yeah. Just my brain just went to that. No, that's exactly, that's exactly that. what it is. And I have, yeah. I have a couple fun, um, stories and shares from some of the history archives because that's apparently my new thing. Oh, really? <laughs> um, well, my, one of my teachers references a lot of very, 
earlier time period references. So we have, I have a couple of things and she mentions them and I'm always just kind of, my jaw drops. Yeah. So she mentions some of these things and I have to go digging and I have to read more about it. So, so, (laughs) so one of the super honestly spooky things that I read about today was that in 1963, we had a lunar eclipse in Capricorn just a degree away from where we're having the eclipse now. So 14 degrees of Capricorn. And this was on July 6th of 1963. And later, a month later or so in August, Martin Luther King marched for the civil rights movement. Really? Yeah. Wow. So. Big things are happening. I went back a little bit further and um, just did a little more digging based on what my teacher, Pam Gregory, um, had said, and she mentioned that in 1518, we had a similar aspect where Saturn was conjunct Pluto in Capricorn, and this was around 1518, and this is around the time where debates were happening in Spain regarding the treatment of, the treatment and status Mm -hmm. of Native American peoples in the quote-unquote new world. Oh, my God. And a lot of these issues, there were, I read about um, how things progressed, but really didn't seem to come to a head until about 1550. And I found something similar happening where around 1550 um, is when Saturn moved into Aquarius. So how I sort of think of that weight being lifted, you know, for the people having their side in return, you know, Saturn moving from Capricorn to Aquarius literally is a weight being lifted and it becomes about collectives of people. And it becomes Uh about almost this, this freedom of not only expression, but of being. So I feel like if anything, it really speaks to me on what that will mean when Saturn retrograde ends and, you know, Saturn does find its direct motion back in Aquarius um, and we sort of re-enter that scene and, you know, what what will that be setting us up for? You know, what new themes can we, can we look ahead to having hopefully learned all the lessons that Capricorn has meant to teach us and, you know, how have we grown from that? How can we just continue to to press on and and move forward more mindfully. Um, What is our next? Okay. So we wanted to share a little bit also about how we prepare for our own full moon rituals. Yes. And we also um, thought it'd be fun to share a story that each of us have kind of about a really fun full moon moment that we, that we have. Um, So I thought I actually, I was struggling at Uh first and I was like, hmm, what, like, what can I think of here? And what did you think of? And then it hit me. (laughs) What did it hit you with? So last month we were in Pennsylvania for the full moon and it was a really awesome time being somewhere where there's not a lot of light pollution Mm -hmm. and having that ability to really be immersed in nature, you know, yes. sort of in literally the middle of the woods. Um, the area where we were is very, very vast, you know, trees and, and deer. And we were, you know, I was feeding yeah, yeah, deer. Yeah, I saw. And so cute. 
we kind of, I kind of just looked around the table at everyone and I was like, so can we go watch the moon rise? And they were like, yeah. So we got on our golf cart and we drove to an open area. We waited for a little bit and it was, it was incredible. It literally felt similar to seeing the sunset because it was so bright. And we sat there, we watched it for a little bit and then drove away, howled at the moon have a, like a, howling at a the four moon second video. Amazing. I highly recommend it. I love howling at the moon, especially when you're in front of your house and you're hoping that not only your landlord, but your neighbors don't hear you. I feel like there's been so many times that I've gone to the beach and I've stayed late enough where I got to see the moon. Like I would go to see the sun set, but then drive home and get to see how the moon just like just appears. And it's absolutely gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And I like, think I liked that emo- the most. Cause like, after seeing the sun go through its like very last tip of its brightness, you still have that moment, that dusk moment, where there's still some light, but then this the moon just appears and it's then it just keeps glowing as it gets darker. It's just so mesmerizing. Yeah. I in my old my house in my old room I had a little sky um sky window that I would be like, please, please, please let me see the moon in here. Please let me see the moon in here. And it was only like certain times of the night mm-hmm. or the day that I did. But yeah. And then there was also a tree, so that didn't help. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just gazing at the moon. Never really had like taken advantage of like really like going to see and sitting out for the moon. Um, briefly done it like in Montauk because same thing like how you felt in Pennsylvania. Like to me, that was like a getaway. There wasn't that much. At night, there isn't that much light pollution. Over the ocean is perfect. Oh, That's really the ideal It's like the best. Location. Yeah. Whenever there's a full moon, the moon rises at sunset. Yes. So if you are going to look out for that, sunset will be at about 8.30 p.m., weather permitting. Yeah, it's very beautiful to do. And we've had a lot of fun having our own little rituals that we've done together. Um, so speaking of rituals, what I personally like to do, I just got this amazing, um, moon wisdom crystals by goddess provisions and they have in its guidebook has their own way of creating your full moon and your new moon ritual. So I like to follow it because it's basically what I would like to do and what I have done and it's great. It's a gratitude ritual and I think that's always the perfect time of the phase is to have gratitude because everything is a shining its light on on everything, like you were saying before. So shining my light on things that I've never seen before, so I have to give gratitude towards it. So there's, um, I like to always follow my altar with all the elements right there, so I always make sure I have some, like, earth representations, and I have, like, a nice wood log that I actually got from Montauk, my favorite place in the whole way. We're all down north if you do get this. Um, so I have that and then I have, um, crystals as well because they are stones from the earth. So they represent the earth element. And then to the east of my altar, I put an incense, um, usually do like a little Palo Santo cone. Cause it like, it's a great smoke that just like helps purify and it keeps burning. So it's just really good to always have lit. Then I usually have a moon den candle lit as my fire representation um 
or any other candle, but nine times out of ten, it's not one of my favorites. No, not at all. And then to the west, I always have a nice, you know, bowl of water to represent water. And then I like to decorate with like some seashells that I got like from the beach and everything. So um, I always make sure I have that. And then the middle is either the candle that I use for the new moon um, or my gratitude list that I wrote down. And then they want you to burn the list that you previously written and just like sit on burning it and just like really focus your intention and your, your passions towards what you have written down, you know, for your intentions for this full moon. So that's what I usually like to do. I love that. I feel like generally my process is just lighting as many candles as I can. And there's usually some form of symmetry to my setup. Um, Libra moon will, do that to you and um i'll just sort of cleanse the area i'll meditate um usually i don't sometimes in the beginning i was like okay it's the full moon i need to pick a card from every deck uh, this that the other but i've found it um what i've been doing is just sort of depending on how i feel sort of creating my own spread incorporating different oracle decks um, and my my tarot deck that I have that I just got recently um, just sort of feeling that out journaling and usually just keep it simple and I feel like I feel like I'm personally more drawn to um, new moon rituals and I mean that could be because I feel like when you are attuned to the moon the full moon just can sometimes be just so high energy that it is hard to even function but you know I really I really love my dark moon rituals my new moon rituals I just find that to be a little bit more my vibe I feel like the new moon doesn't get enough credit like everyone's like full moon full moon but the new moon is like what you want to help manifest anything you're going for. The full moon is just going to show you what you didn't really see. The new moon is like, hey, let's start something new. Like, hello, it's in, and it's what we call it. Yeah. And then just to like keep going, because like I feel like we're in vomit right now. But like people also don't realize that like the full moon isn't like the final end. Actually, the dark moon is, if you really want to go there. Actually. That's going to be another episode, so get ready, because... Because we have a lot more to say on that, and I feel like I feel like this was good. So thank you guys so much for listening us uh, talk today about the full moon in Capricorn. Um, I hope it was very insightful for you all. If you want to continue to hang out with us, you should tune in tomorrow with Diana Yoga. That's at D-A-A-Y-A-N-I yoga. You can register with them. I, I Sage host um, a tarot session and oracle reading. It's a collective reading for all. That's at 11 a.m. And later in the evening, you can hang out with Luna when she does her meditative restorative class. And that'll be at about 7.30 to 8.30. So. Perfect that she chimed in because I had no idea. <laughs> so yeah, so don't forget... At Diana Yoga, you got to go through them to register. So come on, hang out with us on your self-care Sunday. And also, please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe so that you can vibe with us in the moon den. Mm-hmm.